Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! What is going on, sports fans? Lawrence Patchman Lang. It's a new thing we're going to be doing now going forward. SIP is going to be twice a week now on Mondays and Fridays. So we're kicking off a Friday episode with a great panel here. And we got a lot to talk about that happened between Monday and today. So let's get to that. Old Apps guy is here. Mike, the pun master, Rifkin is here. And we brought a special guest in for tonight, but we're going to hold on that for one second. Let Old Ops Guy and Rifkin say hello, and then we will bring in our special guest. Thanks to Old Ops Guy. Hey, I'm Bill Murphy. What's going on? What's happening? What's going on? That's your next terrible. Year? He already introduced you. I know. I've just been practicing that way too much lately. You forgot uh, you good morning. You just do what I afternoon. do when I, I sub it. I'm, Dan, I'm Danny Boy Reginald. What's going on, people? Let's bring in the real person here tonight. The real person. Is you got to introduce yourself because you are a staple in this network. So oh, who wait. Is- it's so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're not into this. Like- and it's already, and it's already like the best show of the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I was like, Patchy was like, Oh, we have a special guest. I was like, oh, yeah. Then he's like, oh, I'm going to hold on that. And I was like, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. So he's going to introduce me, but that that, that didn't happen. So what's up? What's up, Sports Road? What's up, Sports and Sandy Hour? It is your bro, your boy, big brother. I'm back for now, at least. <laughs> for now, at least. He's back for good. He's back better than ever. And it's great to have big brother Eric Ford back. Yes. With that said, we have a great show for you. Hopefully it's back on the rails and we're not like a crazy train. Thanks to Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) We're just going to go down the line. Jimmy G wants a trade. What's this mean? Well, Well, it's not more or less that Jimmy G wants the trade it's that they can't come together on a deal and they really want trey lance to start and jimmy g to take a seat so garoppolo is now will be cleared by the middle of august of all the problems uh injury wise and is allowed to seek a trade doesn't mean he can make the trade he can seek it there's only one team with a real quarterback need in the NFL right now. And I don't know if the 49ers are going to do that trade within their own division. I was going to say another certain team I think needs a quarterback if they were to finally move away from their experiment. <laughs> I'm talking about the New York Giants. Uh, do they have the money to pay Garoppolo 20-some-odd million? Yeah, you can cut a few people, get a few other players cheap. 
or you just transfer a contract that's full to a uh, guaranteed bonus. It would be go. an interesting scenario. Big brother. So here's my thing on it. Jimmy G is a decent quarterback as it is, but he, he runs by a system. Seek For him to seek a trade, I really don't know what team could really, like, use him. Because, I mean, he's good, but he's not, like, amazing, if you get what I'm saying. And there's a lot – and there's a lot of teams that are um, pretty much comfortable with their quarterbacks. I mean, I could see the Cleveland Browns being the Cleveland Browns and getting him, even though they just signed Josh Rosen. It could happen – but probably not because they, they're going to be in a big Deshaun Watson bubble massage parlor for like the next six years. So it's it's a really it's it's not a, it's not real it's not a really good quarterback market this year. So I really don't know where Jimmy G would even go. Maybe his old maybe his old team, the Patriots, would make, would take him back. I know, he, I know he ain't though. going to Tampa. That's not that's a definite no. Like pretty, <laughs> pretty much he's just gate discuss. Um yeah, there's not really so many like big options for him to go. The Giants is an interesting point. I did I hadn't even considered them at all for Jimmy G. So that's interesting. I also, saying, I also wonder about two teams who kind of struck earlier. Atlanta when they signed Mariota and Washington when they trade for Carson Wentz, you could have had Jimmy G. And Jimmy G's much better than Mariota. I don't know if he's better than Carson Wentz as someone who is a Carson Wentz supporter. But, I mean, he's been more durable than Carson Wentz. Garoppolo's had a... I mean, honestly... An 80-year-old is probably more durable than Carson Wentz, okay? An 80-year-old well, with, with we, weak we, knees is probably more durable uh, than Carson Wentz. Hold on, Sky. You were going to say? Uh, I'm just saying, personally, if you would, if Jimmy G were to come to the Giants and they get a new deal with that young team they're building, it could be interesting over the next few years. I really never thought about it until Eric Eckert said the Giants. I had Jimmy G possibly going in to back up, uh, what do you call it, um, Washington before, after they did with Wentz, because why not? They spend enough money doing everything else wrong. Why not do that? So if he does go to the Giants, it would be a little bit more interesting. I mean, Honestly, my opinion is Daniel is like he is Kirk got paused there. He'll be one step above from um Danny Dimes. My my opinion, Jimmy G is one step above that Danny Dimes, but it's not a huge step. The only difference between him and between Jimmy G and Danny Dimes is probably experience, and that's pretty much it, my opinion. So I mean to move to to so basically you're kind of getting getting a more experienced, better version of Danny Dimes. 
again, my opinion, I could be wrong, but I doubt it. But so, yeah, that would be kind of interesting. I mean, if they was to do it like in the next couple of uh, in the next couple of weeks or so, I think Jane Times will still be a starter, but then Jamie Jude probably face him. But yeah, also you also got uh, Tyrod Taylor who knows how to win games. So that is also uh, that is true. But Eric, what would you think? Obviously, Zach Wilson is your starter in no. What would you think of Jimmy G coming to back him up? Because no. the Jets have money, as I'm just looking. And the Jets have the compensation. No, that goes the down offense, you have Joe too. Flacco. You can't tell me Jimmy G would be better than Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl. <laughs> Joe Flacco also might be as durable as that 80-year-old you talked about earlier. <laughs> Just remember, Brett Favre was durable when he was with the Jets. He yeah, was. He, w- he was stained the color of the turf every day. <laughs> All right, that's enough on Jimmy G. Another QP. I uh, got a payday. And it has the NFL fans going WTF. Mr. Kyler Murray. It's five years, $230.5 million. And the crowd goes mid and silent here with this panel. This is the dumbest signing in football yet. What the hell has this kid done that earns him this type of friggin' money? Where in the books is he worth $40 million a year? If he had a Super Bowl or a Super Bowl appearance, maybe. Can we forget the Super Bowl? Can he win a playoff game? That too. Can he win a playoff game? The last two years, we've seen two different Kyler Murrays. He starts off MVP caliber, and then there's a downfall. And whatever the reasons for the downfall, two years ago, I think it was an injury. Last year... It was the DeAndre Hopkins injury. Guess who he doesn't have for the first six games this year? DeAndre Hopkins. And, yeah, they replaced him with Hollywood Brown. But right, I don't know. I, I wrote about this today. It's up on the website, www.thesportsandcitynetwork.com. Pat, you're welcome for the cheap plug. I think the Cardinals had to sign him. Because they just extended Cliff Kingsbury as well. And you can't extend one and not the other. So that that's what neither one deserved an extension, but they both wound up getting one. And this could really blow up in your face, Steve Kine. So okay, I, I didn't know about the Cliff Kingsbury extension. The the Way earlier in the off season, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I, that's probably like very low headlines that everyone kind of forgot about it because they probably assume that he's going to get fired this year. But all right, here's the thing: this is the same. The Cardinals is a dysfunctional organization, and they have a good track record for it. This is the same team that wasted, wasted the years of a great 
probably one of the greatest, one of the greatest wide receivers in the whole NFL. In Larry Fitzgerald, same the same team I'm talking about. The same team that. Oh wait. What did you say, Sampachi? Go ahead, man. Okay. This is the same team that somehow couldn't get to the Super Bowl with Bruce Arians as coach and a, and a Todd Bowles defense. Same team that managed to, like, literally suck after Kurt Warner left, but then, but then got back up again, but then still but then sucked again. Same team to draft a new quarterback, hire a new head coach, only to get rid of both of them by the end of that year. This team has a dysfunctional, toxic track record. So the fact that they did something this boneheaded by signing Kyler Murray and signing and re and signing Cliff Kingsbury to an extension does not surprise me in the bit in the slightest bit. Cliff Kings, let's solve solve clip up that dude. Again, same team, mind you. They hired Cliff Kingsbury. Who was literally fired as a college head coach, and he too has a track record of starting the team off great and then a slow de- decline. Colin Murray, Colin Murray is another thing on the, on the, on the table. So, yes, he he is, is is he a good quarterback? In my opinion, yes. Is he worth all that money? Absolutely not. Because I mean, I see contracts like these, and I'm just like, man, I could probably be a quarterback or play baseball and be get paid a lot of money, and then pull an A rod and just leave. My opinion, but that's not something I do though. But he has proven himself to be a good quarterback. His team around him just fails. And you see earlier in the offseason, he was acting like it looked like he was pretty much mad with Arizona Cardinals. Now it's now this could be like an Aaron Rodgers thing where it's like, I'm mad with my organization and so they pay me money. They pay him money, which is cool on one side, but will it get will it get him a will it get him a Lombardi? Probably not. So it's it's like I said, it's just a track record of just dysfunction and not knowing what you're doing, but trying to look good with it. And mind you, and I'm and I will forever say this: it does not that team of the Cardinals right now, the team that they have, the team that they had last year, they should have been in the Super Bowl. It does not it like if I was coach, I could probably get into the Super Bowl and I have no football experience whatsoever. That, that's my take. I'm done. Very well said. You guys got anything else about the about the deal? I hope Lamar Jackson saw this contract. <laughs> Hold up, Sky. No, I'm good on this. Lamar Jackson deserves my opinion. Oh, he's going to get a lot bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Rifkin touched on it earlier. Jacoby Brissett. 
uh, might be set to be the Browns starter week one if Watson's suspension comes to fruition. Do you like this move by the Browns or another conversation we just had, does Jimmy G come into Cleveland? You just signed the chosen Rosen, and now you want Jimmy G there too. Man. I know. I'm saying with the Browns. I know. The chosen Rosen, Josh Rosen, was signed by the Cleveland Browns today to a one-year deal. Jimmy G could easily go to the Browns. You could easily make the case to Cad to carry three quarterbacks here. You trade for Jimmy G, he's your starter. Brissette's two, and you have Rosen as an emergency backup at three for one year, and you can dump him at the end of the year. There's a guy, Josh Dobbs. Rifkin? Uh, I don't care what Cleveland does at quarterback, to be perfectly honest. Whether it's Rosen, Garoppolo, Brissett, they're not going to do what Watson can do. So I'm also still waiting on the Watson suspension to drop. Now, when you mean what Watson can do, do you mean what he can do on the field? Uh, I'm going to leave that to strictly on the field. Okay. Uh, that's where I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I pretty much agree. I mean, I mean, Brissett is capable to win some games. And again, who do, who knows how many games would Watson get suspended, if at all? He's got Baker is still going to ball out game one. Expect him to. He's going to just. If if he, if he does not win, if Baker doesn't win game one, he, he will forever be mad. He will forever have that chip on his shoulder. So pretty much the Browns need to look forward to losing losing week one. I agree. Yeah, that's going to be the most watched game of the year. Nah, I want to say of the yeah. year, but definitely most. Maybe. But they should – I think they should probably move it to like a prime spot, prime time spot, maybe like not not like a big prime time spot, maybe like a four o'clock game or something. Makes sense. It'd probably a, four, Have, uh, a nice Tony four. Romo and um, what's his name be the commentators? Um, Nance. Jim Nance. Jim yeah. Nance. <laughs> Jim Nance. All right. Also, who's like side question? Who's the Fox commentators now that the Boxster is gone? Uh, I'll be Kevin Burkhart leading Fox. Okay. He's He's a great announcer. He's not too bad. He's good. He's not too bad. He's all right. Uh, Last touch in the NFL, Jalen Ramsey will be starting on the pup list after soldier study this past offseason. Timetable is unknown. Rams hope to have him ready by week one. Any thoughts? Um, the it's Rams don't care about the regular injury. season. It's going to be about what they do in the playoffs. Yeah, I I agree with you on that one. All I right. mean, it's it's definitely going to impact on how um, it may impact on how he plays for the rest of the season. I do think he's going to ball out because I mean he, I I do think he's a little overrated, but at the same time, he he plays, and he he definitely tries. So yeah. Heading over to the college football world, uh, Nick Saban had some thoughts about um, the mega conferences because we've been seeing lots of college teams switch conferences. 
So Nick Saban um, had a quote. It was um, it came from Seth Emerson on Twitter. We're going to open quote. I'm not here to say we should have it or we shouldn't have it. But if we have two 20 team leagues, how's that going to How's that going to impact all the other teams that aren't in those leagues? Close quote. That comes from Nick Saban on a mega conference. Thoughts? I'm for it. Hold on. I mean, Go ahead, Rifkin. I mean, Nick, Nick Saban, if you just give me one second, I'm, lo- I'm going to load up the Alabama schedule for a second. Right, while you're doing because... that. Oh, go ahead. The reason why I I hate mega conferences is because there's so many times where these major schools wind up playing these lesser opponents, you know, and it gives them, you know, it beefs up their stats. And Nick Saban's a big part of that in college football. Yes, he plays in the SEC, but, but he also schedules games against the Citadel and games against New Mexico State. We want the real competition. Oklahoma and Texas are going to go to the SEC, I believe, next year or in 2025. And so eventually it's going to come down to two major conferences because everyone's going to the SEC or the Big Ten. And eventually all these other smaller conferences are just going to die out. Agreed. Big brother. Yeah, I pretty much agree. I mean, uh, like, you in college fo- football, out of, like, the how many games on a Saturday happens, like, hundreds of games, maybe, like, five or less than that, is like close. Every other game's through pretty most games are pretty much blowouts. So yeah, let's bring some competition to All right. And the other college um, football news, uh Kirby Smart gets new 10-year 110 million to coach the Bulldogs in the future. 10 more years of hopefully being smart for the Bulldogs. He's a uh... Great college coach. He's done wonders with that team. You're just going to see great futures coming on. I never want to hear people complain about the NIL money again. <laughs> that, that's all I'm going to say. 110 million bucks. Big Brother, any thoughts? No? Uh, Big Brother is speechless with this one. All right, heading to over to the Diamond. We are in the second half of the MLB season. Old Ops guy, what do you got for us? Well, to start off on a great note, the Mets received word today that Jacob DeGrom will take one more, let's call it a spring training start, one more time down in the minors, and he will be ready to come back up and bring the rotation to what every Mets fan has wanted to see for the past three months almost. 
DeGrom will not be back for the Yankee series. He will be back right after that, but he'll be back in time for the other Yankee series. So Eric, don't worry. Uh, Jacob DeGrom will strike out 17 of you when he comes back. It's okay. And then you'll have Matt Scherzer to strike out 21 the next day. I mean, just you know they're going to do everything they can for that second Yankee series to have it as Scherzer and DeGrom. Rifkin. Let me have the floor, Bob. Oh, big brother, big brother, you have the absolute floor for this one. Yeah. All right. I am as, you know, as um, my good friend, Odops is a Mets fan, my um, fiance's family are Mets fans, and my best friend is a Mets fan. <laughs> Respectfully, I, I'm, I root for you guys. Disrespectfully, it's not going to matter. You guys are going to blow, blow it in it, blow it by this year. So even if you beat, even if you beat us, that's okay. One of the teams is going to make it to the playoffs. Maybe the World Series, maybe not. But at least, at least we're going to have a fighting chance. So I will. I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a solid, solid rotation I don't want to say anything more about the Mets because I don't want to jinx it I really don't want to jinx it just for my just for my Mets fans who are close to me that's all I'm gonna say but uh I go Yankees <laughs> right yeah, Yankees dropped two already so that's okay <laughs> uh I mean, I guess it's positive news, but until Jacob DeGrom's on a big league mound, that's when I'll actually believe he's on a big league mound, when I actually see it. So um, then you go with him, Scherzer, and then the rest of the rotation will fill out. That's the dream, and you hope it stays healthy until October. Up until October. I mean, I, that you got to get there before you go to the next level. So I'm going to be very cautious on Jacob DeGrom. I am excited. Oh, I'm excited too, but I, I'm going to be a little bit more cautious about him. And I like the fact that the Mets are not rushing him. I, that is very beneficial. Well, to give credit, it was Buck Walter decision it wasn't organization it was show walter's re- request good for buck yep he also said on the next road trip he's gonna wear a suit with no shirt like Marte at the all-star game <laughs> that's something oh. we don't want to see uh, i no said comment. buck show walter not me no comment uh mark what else happened with the mets today what did they do what do you mean, what else did my Mets do? The Mets went out and got somebody today, didn't they? Yes, they did. I that? really don't care to talk about it because to me it was the one person I don't want. Well, well, give your take on why you didn't All want right. him. So the Mets acquired Vogelback from, from Pittsburgh for uh, Holderman, a bullpen reliever. The Mets needed a bat. There is no question about it. They needed another bat. They're... they're Going to move on from Dom Smith and trade him. The mistake here, they got Vogelback cheap. 
It's not, he's not coming at a $50 million price tag or it didn't cost, and it didn't cost them a lot either. It was a good reliever, don't get me wrong, but they're trying to make sure they have another bat, God forbid, and another person who played first base, God forbid something happens to my polar bear. And if something happens to my polar bear, you all better freaking watch out. Ooh, I'm scared. Yeah, you should be. I, I listen, but after the hellfire and primstone I've been through in my life, you being upset doesn't scare me. Actually, yeah, you a little bit more. Than I, me. I win this one. Yes, you do. You do. I'm you, giving it to you. You win the round for trying to die a certain way. <laughs> that was when not you, chosen, but it almost happened. Well, listen, listen, at, at least it wasn't, at least it wasn't helping our friend Rascal. No, but at least it would have been on a baseball field. You would have went out swinging. Oh, pretty much did. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. Just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Make sure to like us on Facebook by searching SIN Sports Insanity Podcast. And also follow us on Twitter by searching at SIN Sports Insanity. And now back to the bottom half of the inning on the Sports Insanity Podcast. And then, Mark, for the final thing, I think, for your little baseball segment, what about Spider-Man? Well, you got the New York Knicks are now getting more and more close to bringing in Donovan Mitchell. I, as being the Knicks fan who sees this happening in the next few weeks, because Danny Ainge is a, pardon it, fuck it, Danny Ainge is a fucking idiot. He knows what he can fleece out of New York, and he's trying to go more than he can. There makes no sense, no point. Get what you can for Mitchell, because he isn't going to stay once he became a free agent anyway. So four first-round picks, they can have Fournier, in my opinion. I don't really care about him. And the hard part is which rookies go. In this case, I think it will be Emmanuel quickly and possibly Quentin Grimes, which would be a lot. But look what you're getting. You're getting one of the top five most dominant players in the NBA. So I don't see this not happening anymore. Big Brother, any thoughts? So you said, so Nick, so Ops, how close are the Knicks close to getting Donovan Mitchell? According to, obviously, the sources we see all day on ESPN, but also a couple of sources I have out of 
New York Knicks. This is closer than everyone thinks. It's hedging on. So was it as close as they was trying to get Kevin Durant? No. And um, no. No, no, no. The only way the Knicks were getting Durant is if Zion was a Knicks. That's how they would have had Durant, even Uh, with R.J. Barrett. In this case, the Knicks get Donovan Mitchell with Brunson. They're going to trade Randall because they have to dump salary. He'll go to the Lakers as proposed. Bryant, uh, Bryant, Westbrook, well, Westbrook, let's call him what he is, comes to the Knicks and has an MVP season. Knicks win the championship if all I just said goes down in that order. Yeah, too bad James Dolan is there to crush your dreams like Michael Jordan crushed your dreams in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Pacers crushed your dreams and the uh, was it the Rockets to beat them? Yeah. 94, yeah. 94. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. Sucks to suck. Here's the thing. The Knicks have always been the same old Knicks. I was a Knicks fan back when they sucked with a and you could respect that they sucked because you know that they sucked <laughs> and it was okay to root for them because you know they wasn't gonna, gonna go anywhere i became a fan when they had amari i met oh. i met amari good guy great guy really tall <laughs> two times at that I met him two times i have pictures to prove it I was a fan of his of his them then. Then they got Carmelo Anthony, and I was like, that's the worst trade agreement I've ever seen in my life. I've seen better trades made by the US government. So <laughs> that's false. That is unequivocally false. So <laughs> so the Knicks on and we've seen it all before. Remember, the Knicks had, at one time, they had Mello, um, they had Mello, Stoddy, Jason Kidd, Marcus Camby, Kenyon Martin. How many, and yet, did they make it past, did they make it to the conference finals? Absolutely not. Hey, they won a the playoff were, series. They made it to the playoffs. They won a playoff series. One. They did. Hey, one's better than none, I guess. It's like the Jets. Yeah, true, true. But then if you look at all of it as a whole, how many times has this actually made it to the playoffs in the last few years? Once. Not a lot. 2021. Oh, no. Yeah, the Hawks series. Yes, we were live every game for that. We didn't really help them much. 2021, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How soon we forget? They got smacked by Trey Young. Not even the Hawks. They didn't even get smacked by the whole Hawks. They got smacked by Trey Young alone. Yeah, we don't like Trey Young in New York. Yeah, no one does. But he still has that like... creepy mustache going too. True, but it you know the Knicks can get literally everybody. You know they they can get all of the best players. They could have even signed a prime MJ, and they still wouldn't win a championship. They could have gotten LeBron before we went to the Lakers. Still wouldn't win a championship. Well, LeBron, LeBron hasn't won still- one out in L.A. either, so. <laughs> no, he won one. He won no, one. He, no, 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 he's, he's garbage. Sorry. 
Worst he player won. in basketball history. Listen, he won one with the Lakers. Yes, he won he it. He, he won it in um the bubble, the bubble championship. That's why it yes, doesn't yeah. count. Then the Dodgers championship doesn't count either. And someone could come after me for saying that. I, I agree with you. But I agree with you on that. However, Dave Roberts is the biggest fraud in all of baseball. However, all I have to look forward to that comment is, is if I had to get away from the person we're talking about, all I have to do is outrun you. And even with my back, I think I could do that, Patchy. Ah. Well, you could outrun who? Patchy. Huh? Not Eric. <laughs> I don't have a shot. No, no, com- no comment to that one. But we digress. And speaking of speed... Bo Jackson did a awesome thing. He helped pay for the um, shooting union. You, yeah, you've all shooting victims funerals. So we give Bo Jackson our heart for doing that. Much respect. You know, tragedies happen in all over the world, and unfortunately, a few have been happening here lately here in the states. And whether you can agree or disagree with certain policies, with certain things, you should still have some somber remorse in your heart for what happened down there. So with that said, we um, give our hearts out to Yuval and the victims and the victims' families. You know, what happened was a tragedy and what Bo Jackson did, you can't say many words but it's amazing, grateful, gracious, all the words you can think that are high up there that are positive because he didn't have to do that. But, you know, Bo Jackson deserves much love. Him and J.J. Watt both, because J.J. Watt is helping someone pay expenses for a funeral as well. Really? I didn't hear that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was yeah, that was nice. That's awesome. I always like JJ Watt. So something like that doesn't surprise me. Well, yeah. And to end our show, we throw it over to Old Apps Guy for help and trivia. So for all of you who don't know, we started Halpern Trivia for here at the SIN network. Any podcast I'm on, I'll ask some random questions here and there. You earn Halpern points. At at the end of this year, December 31st, 11.59 p.m., this contest ends. At 12 a.m., I will tally all the points. Right now, Patchman is currently in the lead by more than 100 points, but it's still early. However, Patchman deserved his 100 points because he guessed whose autograph hat I was wearing. However... We're missing one of our regulars tonight, and that's our vice president, Dan Ryan. Dan, we miss you. I'm sitting at home, and I'm, we're, Dan and I have been talking back and forth for a little bit, and we're talking about Donovan Mitchell. And Dan sends me a trade, a trade thing that's going on the internet. And if all of you have seen the movie, Don't Mess With the Zohan, when Rob Schneider and John Turturro are doing the negotiating at the end of the movie and they're talking back and forth on the phone, this was what Dan sends me as attached. 
Dan posted this to me and I died laughing. I gave Dan 10 free points because he deserved it. However, for tonight's trivia, ready? Yes. Albert Pujols, Mr. Albert Pujols, played in an all-star game with a pro baseball player who was born in 1960 and a pro baseball player who was born in the 2000s. Who are the two players? In an all-star game. In an all-star game. Can I ask a qu- follow-up question? Go ahead. Was he on the National League for both teams, or is one when he was an Angel? I believe the one he was an Angel. I could be wrong, but I believe it was. One in the 60s. So the, the player that played in the 60s played in the all No, no, game. no, no. I said the player was born in the 1960s. Oh, okay. And then the other player was born in 2000. Person who raises their hand first gets the answer first. Hands up. I'm putting my hands right here, Eric. All right. If you have a guess, bring in now. I'm putting 20 seconds on the clock. There's no harm in taking a shot. Um. All right, Eric Ford. I'm I'm just going off a limb. Bartolo Colon and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Oh no, Eric is incorrect. It's a good guess. I like those guesses. It's actually a pretty good guess, though. I'm putting 15 seconds on the clock. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Rifkin, you're up. Oh boy. Um, I'm gonna go David Ortiz, and I'm gonna go Juan Soda. Incorrect. All right, Patch. Oh. I'm going to go David Ortiz and Vlad Jr. Incorrect. The two players he played in an all-star game with was Cal Ripken Jr. I was thinking Ripken. was born in 1960s. And Julio Rodriguez, who was born in 2000. I would have gotten okay, one. So I, I should have went with The way it was worded, I thought you actually meant they were on the same team, not... So I said played in an all-star game. Right, but my mind went to yeah. as teammates. Right. Yeah, that's why here. when you're saying that's why when you were saying, is it with the young angels? I'm like, does it really matter? And I'm like going down the line as fast as I could and I, I was think, thinking Ripkin. Yeah. Ripkin. I would have I would I would have heard one, right? Damn it. So the fifty points goes to nobody. But we are awarding Eric for ten points for coming on tonight. So Eric Ford is now on the board. I would I would have given him fifteen, but Okay, Patch just donated five of his points to you, Eric. There you go. There you go. For, for, for you coming out of retirement for hopefully forever and not retiring again like Brett Favre, I'll award you five points. Okay. My points. Yeah, right. And I'm Eric still in first place. Yes, you are. All right. With that said, that concludes our Friday edition of SIP on Fridays on the Sports and Sanity Network. 
Go search us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, search Sports and Sandy Podcasts, search Sports and Sandy Podcasts on Twitter and Facebook to follow us. Go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. Go follow us on YouTube so you can keep up with all our vlogs and the 19th hole and Halpern's one of one. So shout outs to everybody on this network, except for Moser and Bill. Yeah, screw those guys. No, we love you guys. We just got to mess with you because you like to be – We somehow you guys are the punching bag sometimes, but we still love you. But with that said, I am Lawrence Patchman Lang. I am Danny Boy Reginald. I am the one and only Bill Murphy. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, you've been listening to the Sports and Sanity podcast on the Sports and Sanity Network. Take care, guys. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week for another fun full week of podcasts and all that sorts. And Rifkin. Namaste. And say goodnight to your mama because your mama loves you. Take care, guys. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports and Sanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsandsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports and Sanity Network.